One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. Welcome back to the campus of Bob Jones University. I'm Steve Pettit, the president here at Bob Jones University, and uh, we're sitting in my office and we're beginning a new episode of our our podcast here on highest potential. And so we are in our fifth week here of school. Our students have come back since Christmas break. And next week we have one of the highlights of the year here on the campus, and that is our annual Bible conference. Our theme this year is from John 17, 17, sanctify them. That was the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ for his disciples. And that's really our prayer for our student body and faculty and staff, that they would grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ. We're very excited about the speakers we have coming. Evangelist Will Galkin from Salt Lake City, Utah. Dr. Rand Hummel, who is the director of the Wilds of New England. Dr. Sam Horn, who is the president of Master's University and Seminary. Our own Dr. Alan Benson, who is vice president for student development. And then we're really thrilled this year to have Dr. Les Olala, who has been a longtime mentor for many people. And uh, on Thursday night of next week, we are going to give him a very special award, a Lifetime Achievement Award for leadership as he has influenced so many people. And then, of course, this year we have, as we have every year, an annual Bible conference offering. And our offerings are specifically for uh, mission-type projects. And this year we are so excited about the opportunity we have. Our goal is to raise $200,000 for the building of the Hope Christian Health Center in the Ivory Coast of West Africa. And this project really came because one of our professors, Dr. Bernard Cadio, who is a native of West Africa, who is teaching here on the faculty of Bob Jones University, shared with us his vision for this, this health center. And so we're so glad to have Dr. Cadio with us here in my office uh, to tell us the story about this offering. So, Doc, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're, we had you last semester uh, when we were getting into the issues with COVID, and you were one of our resident experts here to help us th through that, especially because of your knowledge of global health. But I think it would be really good to start out with a little background, your, your sort of your, your, your life story. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up, where you're from, and then tell us how you came to the Lord, save, the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you again, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yes, I was born in the Ivory Coast. Uh, in French, we say Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, it's uh, on the western coast of Africa. And uh, uh, I came to the Lord at the age of 15 through the preaching and uh, the teaching of one missionary from here, from Greenville, uh, South Carolina. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and what is amazing is that uh, the Lord... Uh, I have been, I've received the grace from God to be the first in my family to come to know the Lord. And uh, mm -hmm. so I'm uh, a first generation Christian. 
And over the years, the Lord has revealed himself to me so much and in such a way that I was able to witness and win my entire family to it. Wonderful. To yeah. <laughs> so where did you live in Ivory Coast? We are from uh, a city on the right on the Atlantic coast. It's called Grand Bassam in French, Grand Bassam. Grand Bassam was the first city capital of the Ivory Coast. I see. It was the city capital of the country from 1983. Uh, until uh, 1934, and then the city capital was moved to Benjaville and then moved to uh, Abidjan, which is the current city capital. Cur uh, current mm -hmm. capital. Mm -hmm. And uh, where did you where did you study in the, what university uh, undergraduate did you go to? I went to uh, uh, the University of Kokodi, that's in Abidjan. And uh, in the uh, Ivorian education system, after high school, you go straight. If you decide to go to med school, you go straight to med school for eight years. I see. And uh, when I was saved, I was, as I said, I was saved at the age of 15. And the Lord clearly showed me that he wanted me to go to med school. And uh, I said, Lord, wow, that was a big move because actually uh, uh, in my senior year of high school, I lost my father. Mm. And I was wondering how will I be able to go to med school, but the Lord has provided. I completed med school at the university, at Kokodi University, and then I received scholarship to continue further to further my education. So you went from um, from Ivory Coast, mm -hmm. and, and one, one sideline, when did you meet your wife? And when were you married? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I met my wife in med school, actually, and uh, I was a warner to the Lord. And okay. so, so uh, and uh, we got married after completing med school. I see. Actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then from, from Ivory Coast, where'd you go? From Ivory Coast, it was, uh, I worked with the Avon government uh, for some years, and then I didn't have peace because, as I said, the Lord clearly showed me after my salvation that he wanted me to get involved in medical missions. So when I was working with the government, I didn't have peace. And uh, the Lord used some patients and some circumstances, actually, to show me clearly that he wanted me to get involved in medical missions. So after working with the Avon government, uh, I was able to uh, start a Christian clinic, actually, uh, with the help of some missionaries from uh, from the U.S. Uh, and then uh, there I received the scholarship and went to Egypt, uh, where I did my uh, Master of Public Health degree in Egypt and in France. So you got a master's in Alexandria, Egypt? Yes. In and how many years were you there? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. from there you went to France? From there I went to France, where I, I worked at the center, what we call in French, Le Centre National d'Etudes Spatiales, which will be the uh, American equivalent of NASA. Oh, and, wow. uh, and uh, yes, and uh, I mean it was a blessing from God, and uh, I worked there, uh, helped develop what we call uh, the valorization program, which is kind of how do we use the space technology to the daily, to the everyday life, to improve the life of the people, and uh, I really enjoyed it actually. And uh, but the Lord wanted me to work in medical missions, so I said, "Well, guys, uh, I'm moving forward." And so, so I were did. you doing medical missions work at that time? <laughs> yes, sir. Where, where where were you doing it, and what were you doing? Uh, uh, back in the Africos, our clinic actually, and I have some very interesting numbers about that clinic. The clinic that we were able to start was the first Christian clinic with the 
open declaration of mission to reach out the people uh, for the Lord uh, through uh, medical care. And uh, the clinic was uh, 10 times smaller than the government hospital in the area. Yet we were seeing three times more patients. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that was a blessing. And also I was uh, doing some travels, uh, short-term medical mission trips. And uh, in this capacity, I've been to Kenya, Tanzania, I mean, all over Africa. And then the Lord opened the door outside Africa, Latin America, Asia. I and, see. Uh, yes. Many different places. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea of how many mission medical trips you've done? Well, I have one number, in, uh, and uh, that's kind of the Lord's grace. In uh, 2018, I traveled 33,000 miles. Wow. Which is 1.5 times this Earth circumference. Yes, I can. <laughs> I, I, I see that. So, so you continued on your work, and then tell us how you got, because I know you ended up in Canada. Yes. So tell us about that. Yes, I received another scholarship because actually I wanted not only to do medicine, but and uh, this, uh, this is the kind of vision that we are using even for the um, Hope uh, Christian Health Center. Uh, I wanted to add to my education more knowledge on public health and on population health. Yes, I know how to treat people, I know how to address disease, but I wanted to be able to, instead of treating disease, go in the community and prevent disease. Mm -hmm. So after my master's degree, uh, I felt like I needed to know more, and also I wanted to be able to train, to teach the next generation of believers, of medical missionaries. So I received another scholarship. And I went to Canada, the University of Ottawa, and uh, this is where I did my PhD in population health. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So during that time, you became a member of the World Health Organization. Exactly. I became a member of the World Health Organization, and I was part of a, uh, a scientific team that did the healthcare reform in 2012 in Beijing, China. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a task force to kind of redesign worldwide the health systems. So tell us how you got to Bob Jones. Actually, the Lord put this together looking back. And the closer I look, the closer I see it, the more I see that came directly from the Lord. It all started toward the end of 2018. And uh, there was a team from Bob Jones uh, coming to the Ivory Coast with Dr. Hicks and uh, some students. And uh, I have been training students from the U.S. and from Canada and from France, from different countries uh, since 2007, actually. Mm. But that team that came, their behavior, their, their attitude, their Christian testimony was different. Mm. And my wife and I looked and said, what? there is something different with those students here. So I wanted to kind of learn more about them because I was interested in seeing what is what kind of university will create such fine students. And, uh, and uh, I mean, in, uh, they were there eight days. We saw 1,000 patients with 601 individuals making a profession of faith. Wow. Yes. So I started looking online and I said, probably this is the student that I want to kind of contribute training. Probably the Lord that showed me the next generation of medical missionaries, the next generation of MDs, nurses, of, of preachers. Mm. So 
I want to be part of that. Mm. So uh, from Ottawa, I said, well, probably it's my time here is done. I started looking online and I applied to Bob Jones and uh, I was accepted and I came. <laughs> so you've been here, this is your third year? Or my second year. Your second year, mm -hmm. your second year. Mm -hmm. So let's, uh, let's fast forward up to where we are right now in the Bible conference, of mm -hmm. course, um, you know, a good portion of your time here has been in during the COVID uh, virus outbreak. Mm -hmm. And so you have been a major part of our protocols here. And though we follow the CDC and we have our own testing on campus, we also have our own special health committee that really is our guiding for the week in and week out here that you're a part of. And that's mm -hmm. very important. So thank you very much for that. My pleasure. So, so give us a little background. So let me tell, give us a little background to the project and tell us about the Hope Christian Health Center. Thank you. Uh, I said earlier that we started that Christian clinic and uh, we were 10 times smaller than the government hospital, yet we're seeing three times more patients. One group of patients that we had were the uh, uh, mothers and uh, mothers and children. We call it technically MNCH, Mothers Newborn Children Health. So uh, we will do the follow-up for nine months, but because our clinic was so small, we know how to deliver baby, but we didn't have the facilities. So after the nine-month follow-up, we will uh, send them to the government hospital to, um, uh, to deliver the baby and then return to us for the follow-up. So what we noticed when we were doing our data analysis was that 75, 70 to 75% of the women that we were sending to the government hospital to deliver were not coming back. And that was kind of curious. So we called the families and found out that whenever they will go and deliver to the government hospital, either the baby will die or the mother will die or both of them will die. Mm. And to, to that point, we said, that's not good. We need to move from our clinic to a facility where we're able to deliver our own babies and do a correct follow-up. So this is kind of the turning point that the Lord used for us to kind of shift from the clinic to actually a hospital where we will have a maternity ward, where we'll be able to take care of the patient on a comprehensive manner. So... Um the the goal here is to raise the two hundred thousand dollars, and how would this building and, and building this hospital would meet the need? How how much bigger would it be than what what you have now with the with the clinic? Well, uh, we've the Lord has already provided. We have been working on this project project for years, and the Lord has already provided not only some equipment, he has provided the land, he has provided even some funds to help. And uh, what we are doing here with, uh, with the, the blessing that God is uh, uh, giving us, we should be able to have the mother, newborn, and children pavilion ready. I see. And uh, with that, our approach here is unique because actually we'll be the first hospital in the country to kind of shift from a disease focused to a health focus. I see. What we mean by that is we will not only deliver babies, we will not only provide medical care, but we will also 
uh, complement with a health education segment, whereby we will train mothers on subjects like nutrition, like uh, 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 prevention of disease. Instead of waiting for them to be sick and then have to treat them, then we will have a, a health education, a public health component, and we'll be the only one in the country to bridge clinical care with preventative care. I see. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, one other thing, because I know this is your burden because mm -hmm. you said medical missions. Mm -hmm. So how will the gospel be spread through this project? What's your vision? Uh, thank you very much. We, the team, and uh, we have um, some missionaries involved. We have some nurses involved. We have been praying and pleading with God to give us 10% of our patient to get to know him. Mm. The health center, when it's finished, is expected in the first three years to see 15,000 patients a year. With that, if we have 10% saved, that is 1,500 people that will be saved to that ministry every year. Mm. And uh, our plan is to have some ministry, some missionaries with us uh, to start churches with those 1,500 people. Yeah, that's your prospects. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, we, we see that 10 years from now, we should be able to start at least 10 churches with one church every year. I see. So we are planning on connecting actually three countries on the African, West African coast. Ghana, Africa Coast, and Liberia. Mm -hmm. And there will be planting churches all along that line. All the to, exactly, to the people that will be one to the Lord, to the, that ministry. The last time I preached in Liberia was in 2000. Wow. So it's been a long time. Wow. <laughs> well, I think, I think that gives us a pretty good uh, picture of our goal. And so, uh, Dr. Cadio, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your testimony <laughs> and the vision. And let me say to all of you that are listening, I think it's probably clear that it's not really possible for our student body just alone to come up with $200,000. And so we we already have some seed money that has been put out of $50,000. And uh, I would encourage all of you that are listening to consider giving. Uh, you can give online to bibleconference.bju.edu slash offering. And uh, you can actually get all of our offerings this year are through the online. Uh, we're not passing any plates. And so you can be a part of the medical missions. You can be a part of the hospital. You give a certain amount of money. We're actually putting names on plaques that will be posted up uh, in the health center there. In, uh, in the Ivory Coast. And so I hope you'll pray about this. And I hope that uh, you'll consider giving to the Bible Conference offering for the Hope Christian Health Center in Ivory Coast, West Africa. Thank you, Dr. Cadio. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well, we have a, a little bonus here for uh, this broadcast that we have with Dr. Cadio. And we have here uh, one of our students, Mr. Carson Aaron. Carson, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Tell us where you're from. I'm from the little town of Quitman, Arkansas. Quitman, Arkansas. So, uh, regarding this um, this uh, this offering for the um, the health center in Ivory Coast, tell us how you you're personally connected to this project. 
Yeah. So in 2004, my dad took a trip with a dentist from my church in Arkansas and they went on a medical missions trip. My dad is not medically trained, but he went over there to help to the Ivory Coast. And he came back talking about this guy. They called him Kabe, which you'd have to ask Dr. Kadio about it. But it's something about in the Ivory Coast, you take the first and last, the first letter of first and last name and switch it. And you get Kabe, KB. Oh, okay. So he came back talking about Dr. Kabe. And then he ended up coming to my church shortly after that. So I've known him most of my okay. childhood. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you and your society have gotten involved in this this project. Yeah. So I'm in Basilian. And I, me and my society president were talking early last, late last semester talking about um, how we'd like to help because it's something we really believed in. And we had the idea to maybe film a video of Dr. Cadio telling a little bit of mm -hmm. his story that we could share on social media to churches back home and just kind of get the word out that way. And I talked to Dr. Weathers um, about it and he was excited about it. And he said, well, there's another girl. Her name is Elise Snow. She's with the Society Zoe. And they've got an idea similar. So that the idea you mentioned of putting your names on a plaque, that actually came from right. Uh, the girls' society. Yeah. So that's in the end of that video too. So we got together, had some guys in my society who know a lot about cameras, a lot about. Sure, we got our film, film, our film stars here, yeah. <laughs> and they did a wonderful job. Blue. So blew that away. video is online at yes, today.bju.edu. I believe it's on. Uh, I know it's on my Twitter Twitter feed. It's it's uh, probably on the BJU um, uh, Facebook account. Yeah. So encourage people to go and watch that. Well, one one last question, and of course, you're you're representing the student body here, um, but tell us how you feel like uh, why it is that the students have gotten behind this project. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that I've loved to see this Bible conference and the last Bible conference with uh, Save the Storks is that my generation. It almost seems like they don't care about a lot of things sometimes, and looking at it, especially from certain perspectives, it looks that way. But then some things it just lights a fire under them. And that's what's really happened the past couple of years. And what I love about my generation is that we love to get behind things that we believe in. And so you add the element of Christianity and the power of the gospel into it, and you really got a fire that's hard to put out on campus. And it's pretty great to watch. Yeah, this one was, a, a, I think, kind of a little slower mm -hmm. uh, pickup speed, maybe because of just the way we were, were able to promote it. But then when they realized that they could build a real hospital oh, yeah, and that many people could get saved and it's through one of our own professors, yeah, uh, Dr. Cadio. So, well, I appreciate you telling us that. And uh, let me just encourage all the listeners once again, uh, we, we really do need everyone's help in this offering. Our students are committed by faith to raise $200,000. They, they, I can tell you right now, they can't squeeze it out of our student body, <laughs> but they are stepping out by faith. And so would you partner with us and consider giving to the goal of $200,000 to raise money for the Hope Christian Health Center in the Ivory Coast in West Africa? And you can go online to bibleconference.bju.edu slash offering and give a gift there. All the gifts will be uh, brought in uh, uh, through our own line. There'll be no offerings taken during the Bible conference. It'll be all online. So I hope you'll do give and support the work of God.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.